Hey, glad to have you with us today. I am excited to introduce you to some of my friends, Evan and Gina. They, they are leading a microchurch right now in Duluth and uh, God is using them in such cool ways. And just like last time, I thought, I wanna get more stories of what God is doing in microchurches all around this region because um, he's doing something unique in every setting and it kind of depends on the personality and how God has, has created the leaders of that group and how he wants to use them. So Evan, Gina, say hi and uh, maybe uh, share just a little 30 second uh, intro. Who are you guys? Oh, hi Trent. Well, we love you. And it's so fun to be on here and share our hearts and what Jesus has been up to in microchurch and our experience and things we love. Anyways, um, yeah, an intro for us is I'm seven months pregnant and I'm going to have a baby in our arms soon and joining us. And we've been married for about two years and we started doing microchurch right when we got married. I'm going to let Evan say some stuff. Hi, I'm Evan. Um, yeah, um, Gina and I, just as soon as we met, um, uh, yeah, we, well, I guess we fell in love and that's how we got here. But, um, yeah, we just had, uh, just a really similar passion and desire to, um, just love the Lord and to share the gospel and just to gather people in our home. And, um, and as we were getting to know each other, that's when God just started stirring things in our heart, um, towards, uh, just discipleship and, um, and during that time in that uh process uh, we got connected with trent and um and we just got to join and be a part of his micro church at his home and um just help get and come under um uh, trent and his wife melinda's um just their umbrella and their wing and just uh get to be a part of their community and launched out and uh, just encouraged to just run with jesus and um make disciple makers so it's so cool what what gets you guys excited about this whole idea of of micro church some people call it home church could be you know just doing church in a different way in, in a way that has some maybe some brand new doors for people who are looking for jesus but maybe they haven't found uh him yet as they've been looking what gets you excited about micro church Well, I would say that God gets to show up and reveal himself. And I just really feel like he, to me, you know, I, I don't know exactly what somebody's heart needs to hear or where they're exactly at when they come over for microchurch and just knowing that both A, God knows the people that are coming in our door and also their heart's desire of the people coming to our door is to know God back. And I just feel like it's a really safe place for them to, well, not necessarily, yes, safe place, but more so a place where, yeah, we're stewarding God, revealing himself to them and making room for him to come and do that, both in just like reading the word and in prayer and honesty and, eating and doing life together. So I think it's watching people come alive and discovering God's goodness um, 
through Jesus and through, yeah, conversation. It's just amazing to see people come alive and in who God is. Um, one, go ahead. Are you going to say something? Oh, Evan? I was just going to ask for the, uh, for you to repeat the question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I was just saying what, what gets you excited about microchurch, about this expression of a simple church? What gets you excited about this way of doing church? Yeah. Um, something that it excites me about is, um, any person, um, can come to it. And uh, so whether there um, would be a normal ch- church goer or whether that they would never want to step in to the door of a church, um, like uh, I think two nights ago, three nights ago, we were out eating um, dinner at a restaurant and um, and we just felt Jesus put it on our heart to invite the host at this restaurant to, um, if they wanted to join us for micro church, that they were welcome. And we explained a little bit about it. And, um, this certain person, um, isn't really interested in going to the church, um, kind of grew up and just didn't want to, but they were, um, kind of in an awkward spot with their relationship with God and whether or not their sin was okay. And just kind of confused about all that. And we just got to say, Hey, well, you're welcome to come over. We're going to eat food together and just hang out and read the Bible together and kind of just told him how we go about microchurch. And he was like, wow, that sounds so cool. I would love to come. And he started texting us like, hey, what time is it? When? Where's the address? How can I get there? And um, just something like so simple where it's, it's just there's not necessarily like a, a culture. So like unchurched people, are really familiar with going over to someone's house and eating food and having a conversation. So, um, it's just, it's just, yeah, pretty simple. So that's something that I really love about microchurch. Boy, that's so cool. I, I think one of the biggest questions that I get from people is they love this idea and they feel like God's leading them to start a micro church in their neighborhood or in their office or in their school or in their whatever it is. But they're, but they're wondering, where do I find people to come? How do I, how do people actually end up coming to our micro church? And, and I mean, you just answered that with already one example of just a couple of days ago, but I remember your first micro church that you led, led, you were actually a student at North Central University, downtown Minneapolis, and you guys were meeting outside in Elliott Park for microchurch. And um, maybe just share a little bit of some of your first, because you had some believers who were already gathered together from North Central, but uh, maybe just share a little bit about how being out in the community and literally people walking by, how, how some of your first people came. You want to take that one? Uh, sure. I really think it's as simple as God drew their hearts in. The Holy Spirit, there was just something about, um, yeah, something that pulled them near, whether it just be um, His glory on our faces as we just talk about Him and share about Him. And they're like, what are they talking about? Are they, are they high? 
or I got to have a little <laughs> bit of what they got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. So that's how a few people would just approach us and just be like, yeah, can I join? It was just like super interesting. And I actually felt like it was not normal because I never am outside hanging out with friends or meeting and ha have ever had anybody come up and just ask to join. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it happened twice. We were right by um, a soccer field and a lot of um, a lot of Somalis would be playing soccer. And a lot of, um, not all, obviously not all Somalis, but um, a big culture of Somalis is Muslim. And so just like getting to be right by there and reading the Bible and um, yeah, we had two Somalis approach us to ask to join us, to join our jo join our micro church reading. And one of the guys, and both of them, um, they both came back multiple, multiple times and were very committed um, and were encountering Jesus, like the person of Jesus in miraculous ways. Um, so it was really cool to just see, yeah, God break through boxes of churches for people that, um, would call themselves Christian, but I, I mean, yes, I think it's just, I, I mean, I do think that it's just that it was just really interesting to see it, the Holy Spirit just moving in that way. But one of the guys that approached us, he came up and sat um, down, just like straight up sat down and asked and just said, I think he didn't even say hi. He said, can I read? <laughs> can I read? And yeah. We're reading, I think John 15. And he, we were like, yeah, we're reading right here. And he just starts reading all of John 15. <laughs> and it was like the second time us reading it through. And we were like, wow, it was just so, we were all just like, wow, what is going on right now? This is so cool. Yeah, that is so cool. And I, I know, I mean, you shared with me one of the stories that uh, a few weeks later that one of the guys, they were down at the, at the site of the George Floyd Memorial. And and didn't one of those two uh, small guys get baptized in water one night? Is that is that accurate? Yeah, um, the one that came up reading, um, the one that came up and sat down and started reading, he got baptized um, at um, uh, an event that there was a worship event, and he went up and got baptized. That's so awesome! That was just really cool. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, here's another question for you guys: Is I mean, there's so many wonderful things about microchurch, but what are what have been what's one of the hardest things about leading a, a, a microchurch? What would, from your experience over the past, uh, well, a couple of years here now, what what is what have you what would you um, help people to just be aware? One of the harder things about leading a microchurch is what? I have something I could share, but I've been talking a lot. You want me to share? Yeah, you share. Okay, for me personally, and I wish I could say something really practical, but it's definitely just um, my own heart being in faith that it's, you know, God's job to show up and meet with us. And in a setting um, as intimate and chill as microchurch, um, there isn't much luck to distract you on if you really encountered God or not. And that it's really easy to know if you you were encountering God, both in the the 
the scripture and conversation. And so I think it's my heart. One of the greatest challenges is for me, my heart just simply being in faith that um, he's going to show up. Like he's just, he's going to be there. He's going to meet with us. I think a lot of people might think consistency and people showing up would be a a big challenge or anything. But I think if you have, you know, his heart for the evening, um, it's really, it's really doesn't feel like a challenge, no matter if, you know, 15 people show up or two, It, it just is when you have his heart and his perspective for the night, it's really, there's a grace. So I think it's just like protecting, protecting, um, that he has, he has a plan for the evening and it's, it goes above me having a clean house or me having even a meal ready or me even feeling emotionally ready to host people and invite people in and lead a discussion. So I think it's just, yeah, his heart, it's stewarding his heart and for yeah. me. So good. One, one of the things before we started recording here, we were just talking about some of those very practical things. One of the things that can be challenging is, like you mentioned, cleaning. You want to kind of pick up at least the big chunks in the house before people come over. And that can be be a challenge to get things ready. And, and about having a meal, sometimes people will either make the meal themselves or other people will just kind of do, you know, share that responsibility in their groups. But uh, as we're talking about this, you, Gina, you were saying something about about the the meal part of this thing and how God's uh, kind of been moving in yet with the the food part. What were you saying there before? Yeah, I just I we've been doing this for like going on two years, and the food was something that absolutely stressed me out. But I wanted to do that and have it be a blessing and I just didn't know how to like timing wise to like when to start making the food (laughs) and then like then like I would be looking at the clock and be like they're gonna be here in five minutes and my noodles are still boiling and now it's just like it feels really fun like just the amount that I've even grown in like the love to cook not just even for micro church but for Evan or for just the evening and it's just really I feel I feel like I've just been growing into that side of inviting people into my life and hosting and it's just really beautiful to see people like enjoy something that you make and to fill their bellies and to have seconds and it's just really fun I enjoy it now it's awesome how maybe share a story or two of how has God used your microchurch to impact the lives of other people? And I've, and you've already shared a number of great stories, but anything come to mind of just cool moments through your microchurch that God has used that to make an impact for his kingdom? Yeah. Um, one that just came to mind was one of, one of our friends um, uh, who we met when we, when we moved to Duluth and he just was like, Hey, can I come to your micro church? And we're like, yeah, I guess you can come. <laughs> and uh, he's just been consistently just coming since the last year and a half. And um, 
uh, when we first met him, uh, he just graduated high school and he was kind of struggling with um, just like um, doubting his like salvation and uh, just different things like um, just like really kind of like um, knowing God's love for him or like his like salvation and just like works and kind of just different things like that. And just through coming through micro church and just um, getting to even do relationship beyond micro church um, with these people, um, just getting to see him where the other day he just told us, he goes like, Hey guys, like, I don't, I don't really like, I don't doubt my salvation anymore. Um, and then, um, like also other times where, um, I've just watched him just start crying, um, because it's just clicking that like, um, he's saved by like grace through faith. And, um, and that's just like really starts moving his heart. And I'm just seeing like God's love for him and just watching him growing in, um, just a believer to where he starts like, He's like ministering to other people and just sharing and bringing awesome things to the table that um, are just right from his heart and is just like so powerful. And so that's a really cool example how God's been using microchurch. Um, it's not, it hasn't just been like a short encounter that God moved. That's really cool. But just watching someone's life just um, dramatically just transform um in maturity with christ um to where you know they moved from not knowing if they're saved to where they're confident of that and they're being convicted like last week he's he's the one who actually invited that person that host at the restaurant he's like we were eating with him and he's like hey god's hey let's invite this person to microchurch and god's been convicting him of sharing his faith and yeah and we haven't even necessarily just like just been nudging him to do that but just the holy spirit just took over and where he's growing to where he's doing that kind of those kinds of things where that's on his radar it's just super cool so cool what would you say to someone who maybe is thinking about wanting to launch out and and to follow god's prompting to start a microchurch but for whatever reason they're afraid to do it or they don't feel qualified or they what would you say to someone that would be thinking about this what would be your encouragement to them is it worth the risk of, of stepping out and doing that and um what would you say to someone who's thinking about it but hasn't done it yet it is such a blessing like it will bless your socks off to just say yes and maybe you're not always gonna feel like um like i don't necessarily always feel equipped i think it's just because i'm also a really emotional person i'm also pregnant um but like just watching god move in people's lives in an intimate setting is so encouraging um like it will blow your mind with just how your faith like grows and your your desire to spend time with Jesus grows because it's not just a um like a oh 
get inspired type of community it is like really you want to go and be with Jesus and spend time in the word even after it's over because there's so many like good questions that you learn how to ask in microchurch like how does God reveal himself in this or like what what are the characters like or in this story and it's just it stirs something in you to just hunger more and to see God more and so I would encourage somebody to say you will know God more and isn't that your desire like you'll know him more by his faithfulness to um, reveal himself and yeah it's it's so satisfying to have a place for the people that you see are hungry for God like it's so satisfying to like be able to invite people into your life for the people that you know are hungry to know him like I just had a coworker come up to me the other day and I haven't even talked about Jesus to this coworker and um, she says to me Gina and she's like her heart is like just super tender and soft and she says Gina I just want you to know that like just seeing your life like I've, I'm encouraged to like just know God and go to church and I'm going to start going to church and I've never like made that decision from like my own heart and like my parents made me growing up but like now I want to go because I'm ch- I, I'm choosing to go because like I see something you know in your life that I, I want and it was just really fun to like have a place to be like oh my goodness like me and my husband we like do this in our apartment and like they come over for a dinner and we're gonna read the word and pray for each other and it's it's perfect so yeah it's just cool to have a place to invite people into yeah. your life yeah i totally agree um something that i also thought of just quick is um just like i believe like if god's calling you in that he's faithful to um, get behind it and move powerfully um, and just keep showing up in ways that you couldn't even imagine. Um, And there's a phrase, this doesn't necessarily apply, but God's will, God's bill. And so like, we can just like go and like, and that just means like if if he's calling you to it, he's, he's going to bring provision in every way. And yeah, in every way. And so, um yeah and yeah we would just bless you guys in that and just that hunger and that stirring to um, be moved into just active faith and stepping out and just watching god not only show up in your life but just in the the um, people in your life um in their hearts and just watching um just a community um just being transformed through just simple community um the scriptures and just um, the gospel and just discipleship. And uh, when it comes to qualification, um, I believe this is something that every believer can do. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not like you're preaching a sermon. It's, it's really just having a conversation. Um, and, and if you, it's best when you're yielded to the Holy spirit. So yeah. I, I would just recommend just continually keeping your heart, um, just tender to the Holy spirit and really just, um, Mm-hmm. and just letting him guide and lead the conversation and even like something that we like to do with our heart posture that we even share with you know our community is hey we're coming to with you 
to just receive from from Jesus and and what he has for us today through you know this this certain passage and um and you know god god ministers to us sometimes um just as much as everybody else and so it's really just awesome and i highly recommend it so cool well i mean thanks so much for taking the time to share just some of your stories i I can't wait we gotta do this again because i know there's so much more that i want to ask you and we'll maybe do that in the future but thanks for taking the time and um Man, if you are interested in learning more about what it looks like to lead a microchurch on our crowdedhouse.church website, we have a leader section and you can check out more videos like this from other leaders and people who, who are uh, stepping out in faith and trying something new because they have a heart to see people connect with Jesus, just like Evan and Jean would do. So thanks again for being with us and uh, man, you guys have a great day. God bless. Thank you.